Hammerdown Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, and Jerry Keezer. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammerdown Racing Report for Thursday, December 9th, show number 208. It is the Hammerdown Racing Report presented by Oakshade Raceway. Coming at you live from the Ron Miller Race Car Studios. Studio. This is just one studio. Yeah. Jerry uh, under the weather today, so uh, he's having some uh, health issues, so we wish him the best. He's not going to be joining us. Who will be joining us tonight, though, are uh, Toledo Speedway champions. I guess they're technically Toledo Speedway champions, even though they have a couple of point races at Flat Rock. Yeah. I'm not, not exactly sure how that works out, but uh, we got Ron Allen and Jeff Meta. Damn it. Meta Pennigan. There you go. Yeah, I've been working on it. Uh, two champions uh, tonight from Toledo Speedway. Uh, we'll be talking to you in a moment, so uh, stick around for that. Also, all your uh, favorite uh, things we normally do. We have how many come up uh, a little bit later. Your chance to win some Big D's pizza and uh, all the latest racing news and and, and some breaking news, actually, uh, coming out of the Oakshade Banquet. Yeah, this week. yeah. Uh, so a lot, a lot of stuff to cover tonight. Coming at you live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Make sure to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Twitter, our uh, handle's at Hammer Report. Um, you can also listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh, check out HammerDownRacingReport.com for more information. Also, the stores on there. If uh, you want some HammerDown Racing Report apparel. The swag. Swag. There you go. Uh, just go to HammerDownRacingReport.com, click on Store, and you can do some chopping there. Yeah. Uh, and also, time running out to vote for us uh, for Toledo City Paper's Best of Toledo. Uh, head on over to Toledo, ToledoCityPaper.com or go to our Facebook page. I have the post pinned with a direct link on our uh, on the HammerDown Racing Report Facebook page. Um, December 15th, I think that's uh, Wednesday next week. So this will probably be the last night we're bugging you to uh, vote yeah. for us. Uh, uh, so make sure yeah. to vote for us under the podcast category. We're one of the six finalists, uh, again, for uh, the third uh, out of the last four years. Uh, haven't haven't actually won it yet, but uh, I guess we're making an effort now. So we'll see what happens. I don't know what you're doing there. Uh, I can't read it from here. Business. Okay, cool. So, somebody... Uh Wants to bring a car over. Oh, imagine that. It's not me this time. Not yet, at least. Uh, Oakshade Raceway, where the fastest meet to race every Saturday night during racing season. Make sure to follow them on uh, social or visit oakshaderaceway.com. Summer Nationals coming back on, and we got some Summer National news, too, that really? uh, just yeah. came out. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, Summer Nationals birthday race at Oakshade is uh, July 16th uh, next year. Saturday night, another new track uh, going to be following yeah. Oakshade this year on Sunday night. We'll talk about that. Uh, and if you want gift certificates, looking for uh, Christmas gifts, and you don't want Hammer Down Race Report swag, maybe you want some uh, some to give some uh, tickets to Oakshade. Uh, you can get some gift certificates yeah. uh, from Oakshade Raceway. Contact them on uh, Facebook, uh, or you might be able to get a hold of them if you're lucky. At the uh, yeah, probably not. Just contact them on Facebook because they're not probably not going to be at the track. Nah. I don't think there's heat out there. I, I think okay. I read that... Uh, Terry, Although it's supposed to be warm next week. I, yeah, I think I read that Terry is still convalescing on under house arrest, oh. so so he won't be there. I also have to thank uh, Big D's Pizza Subs, Ribs, Chicken, and more in Clyde. Give them a call right now. Order some pizza. You'll have it before the end of the show, most likely. Not guaranteeing it, uh, but probably. 
depending on where you live. 419-547-1444. You can order online as well at orderbigdspizza.com. Try the uh, soft pretzel sticks with a cup of mild cheese sauce. I also have to thank uh, Freeze Frame Photos for all your racing photo needs from action shots to victory lane. They'll have your favorite drivers. They'll have your least favorite drivers. They'll have drivers you don't care about, too. Really? They got them all. And, and drivers that you didn't even remember. Drivers you don't even know, probably. Yeah, well, they, he's got old pictures, he too. He does. They go way, way back. He's got some pretty cool old pictures. Uh, if you want to do a special photo shoot, he can do that by appointment as well. Uh, talking about Charlie there at Freeze Frame Photos, special moments frozen in time. 419-476-9978. And uh, uh, I'm working uh, on getting a custom calendar. He does the Did the you see calendars. that I posted one of his early uh, photo shoots? No. On, on Facebook? I missed that. Of you? Well. Of who? I don't know. You don't know? You do know. You're just not no. telling me. It, it, yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, you're talking yes. about the in-car yeah, camera. That's, that's the one. That's I got you. Yes, I did see that. Yeah. What was that? What kind of car was that? Uh, I think it was an Indy Roadster. It was black and white. And, yep. And the guy was on the hood. Held on with rope. Did he have right? Yeah. With the camera right in the driver's face. I wonder how that worked out. I also have to thank Ron Miller Race Cars, uh, Dittman Motorsports as well, uh, sponsoring the show. And uh, without further ado, how about we uh, bring in our guests, our honorary guests, guests this week under the banner of uh, Toledo Speedway champions, uh, Jeff Metapedigan and Ron Allen. Uh, welcome to the show, gentlemen. Thank you. It's great Hi, to be here. Nice to be on the show with you. Hey, Ron. <laughs> All right. Um, hey, Ron. Now, uh, technically, uh, let me add, this is for either of you guys. Uh, are you considered Toledo Speedway champions, or are you Toledo Speedway f- Flat Rock uh, late model sportsman champion, factory stock champion? How does that work? Uh. <laughs> well, um, they they have, all the main races are mainly at Toledo, but they have, like, I think I think it's two that two are point races, flat. yeah. Yeah, but they they all go towards the Toledo Speedway champion. All right, Isn't that right, Ron. Yeah, yeah, that would be we're considered Toledo because only a couple of the races are at Flat Rock. All right, well then I appropriately titled this episode of the Hammerdown yeah. Racing Report then as the uh, Toledo Speedway champions. You got lucky again, Scott. Yeah. And uh, we were talking uh, at least with Jeff here a little bit before the show about. Uh, uh, this class of champions, it, it's the, uh, the older, the older guys are, are getting it done. Uh, yeah. Beating the, the younger guys out there. How's that, uh, make you guys feel old? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it just makes you feel like you can still do it. You can still do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we've been at it a long time and. Well, I, I see some trophies. Yeah. Uh, and, and the good thing is. That means we can do it. That means you can do it. I see some trophies behind you, Ron. Um, you've you've done this a few times. Uh, this is your tenth late model sportsman championship, but you got a, at least a couple other championships, uh, don't you? Yeah, right now uh, we're actually up to fifteen. Okay. So, uh, like I said, that just means been around a while too. So when when did you get your first championship? What was your first championship? Oh boy, that's a question I don't know. <laughs> You'd think I would. Um, 
it took me, I think, 11 years. So I'd be around 91 or so. All right, so you're you're spreading so, you're spreading them out then. I think it was the year I got my first late month. What year did you start racing? Well, yeah, we, we were. It's weird. I run in first. What's that, Ron? What year did you start racing? Uh, one race in 1979, and then started full time 1980, and still at it here. 40 that, years later. That was in, you started in the late model division or was that the sportsman division? No, actually that was when Sonny owned Toledo and I started on the quarter mile. Okay. Not, not to make you feel any older, but yeah. I, I remember watching, uh, watching you race when I was uh, in high school. So, and that was a long time ago for me. <laughs> but Yeah. I remember watching this show two years ago, I think it was, when Greg Steerwell was on the show. And, and Ron, I remember you saying, he's still racing? I thought he was going to retire. <laughs> <laughs> so so you got uh, 10 uh, of the uh, late model sportsman championships. How, I mean... Uh, is this just uh, like uh, old hat to you now, or you know, or does this does it still mean something uh, to win these uh, championships? Oh no, it will always mean something, um, especially this year. I uh, I lost my brother at the beginning of this year, and my brother Gary's raced with me forever. Yep. So I didn't know if I was going to race or not, and then. Uh, a longtime crew guy, Jamie, said that, you know, Gary would want you to do it. So we decided to go ahead and go for it. And and winning this one meant a lot because I used his number in honor of him. So uh, this one really did mean a lot. Okay. Same question for you, Jeff. When uh, when did you start racing? Since, since we're talking about uh, a little history here. I started racing in 1980 at the Mount Clemens racetrack. I raced in the street stock division down there. And, uh, yeah, that was a long time ago. Well, jumping, at, jumping ahead here a little bit, I was going to ask you about this. We were kind of talking a little bit before the show, but um, you're in the Mount Clemens racetrack hall of fame. Yeah. Uh, just found that out uh, not too long ago. They, uh, you know, things have been shut down with the uh, virus and everything and COVID. And uh, they had some banquets, you know, you know, because it's been shut down for so long, like every five years or so, they've been having some banquets and inducting some people. And then uh, all of a sudden they came up with some inductees. And uh, fortunately, I was uh, one of them. And along with all my four, my other three brothers. So all four of us are in it. So that, that's pretty special. Well, that's pretty cool. And it, and it really is an honor. So when absolutely when did uh, when did Mount Clemens uh, close down? I remember seeing old videos from like the eighties, early eighties, but that's Mount uh, Clemens closed down in nineteen eighty five. Nineteen eighty five. Oh, uh, my dad used to go there. I believe he wants to know if uh, you ever ran the double O at Mount Clemens. I did. I ran the double O one season, and uh, you know I watched it for years and years. And then when you raced it, boy, that was a lot harder race to run than what you thought. Coming off the half mile super fast and having to uh, slow way down for the quarter mile, the tight 
turns there into one and two and downshifting. Boy, that looked a lot easier sitting in the grandstands than it did driving it. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Now, I've never seen one of those, but I'm guessing the idea is each lap you, you go around uh, the half mile and then make a loop through the quarter mile and then come back out to the half mile and kind of keep doing that, right? So you got crisscrossing traffic uh, there on the front stretch. Exactly. It's kind of like a figure eight, only with uh, a lot bigger tracks and a lot faster speed. Um, it, it, it was a really good race. The fans really loved it. And uh, from what I heard, Auto City tried doing it one time, if I, if I remember right. But it, it was a great race. Fans really liked it. Would it work at Toledo Speedway? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it would probably work at Toledo Speedway. Absolutely. What do you think, Ron? Would you do it? Double O at Toledo? I, I think ask me if I would do it. I yeah. actually have raced the double O at Mount Clemens uh, one time, and I didn't know anything about downshifting. <laughs> so them guys were blowing by me on the little quarter mile, and I didn't find out till afterwards that you need to shift when you go down there and then shift coming back up. <laughs> is, that, is that the key, sure. Jeff? Pardon me? Is, is that the key, shifting? Well, absolutely. You got to downshift. And then, of course, you know, you got you to gotta have the engine speed right with the uh, speed of the car and everything. And if you ain't got it right, you're spinning around, going around around circles. And, it, and if you don't hit your brakes just right to get around that corner, they, they used to call it the swamp or the moat. You were off in the moat. <laughs> oh, boy. Now, this, is, this was uh, your third championship, Jeff? It's my third championship, yeah. In the factory stock? Nope. I have two in the enduro class okay. and uh, one in the factory stock. Two at Flat Rock, one at Toledo. And how, uh, I mean, how, how does this compare to those other two championships that uh, went in the factory stock at Toledo? Uh, this one was kind of special. Um, you know, it's the factory stocks, the big uh, D8 cars, you know, and everything. And we started out with the uh, four-cylinder Neon. Uh, bench racing one night in the garage with me and Arnold Kirsch. We had built this neon, oh, several years ago, and we're kind of bench racing in the in the garage one night. And Arnold's like, "What are we gonna do with this four-cylinder car?" And we're like, "Oh, I don't know." And I, I think between me and him, we said, well, "Let's take it down to Toledo and see what we can do." You know, with the factory stocks down there, and we took it down there, and right from the get-go, we ran pretty decent. Um, we never really got the handling down perfect, but, I mean, we were in the hunt every night, and it got towards the end of the season, and we were kind of in the championship battle, and we're like, you know, it was kind of like taking a knife to the gunfight with all the big V8 cars and that, you know, four-cylinder. We didn't quite, I mean, we could run up front, but we really didn't have enough to win. So uh, we decided to bring out one of my Enduro cars and finish out the season if we if we thought we had a chance at winning the, uh, the, uh, you know, the championship. So, so that's what we did. We brought out the enduro car for the rest of the, the season. There are only like two or three races at the end there. And we, we were able to finish it up, but me and my buddy, Arnold Kirsch, I know you guys know him. Jeff, we, I was just going to talk to you about that. Uh, he's headed off in a different direction with his racing next year. Are you going to be involved with that at all? 
Yeah, uh, Arnold's really been getting into the dirt racing here. We actually took that four-cylinder Neon car, uh, what, uh, 2020, when everything was shut down at Toledo and Flat Rock. We ended up uh, going up to Tri-City Speedway and Merritt right. Speedway. They were still racing up there. And we took it up there and ran with their four-cylinder cars, and we had a blast. And um, we've really been getting into the dirt racing here lately. And Arnold's got an old late model that's been sitting in the garage that's, you know, outdated. And we're like, what can we do with that car? So uh, there's some classes that we can take and run it on the dirt. And we might go up to, well, might, might. we're going to go up to uh, Silver Bullet Speedway and uh, give it a shot up there and just go have some fun. And that's what it's all about. So so you ran the four-cylinder for the first part of the season, more than the first half of the season in the factory stacks. of the season down there at Toledo, yep. We did pretty good with it. Uh, we never really got it handling the way we wanted to, but you know, Richard Petty always said you'd rather be lucky than good, and we were probably more lucky than good, and had a lot of good finishes with it, and uh, but never really had enough to really, you know, battle for the win. But uh, you know, I think we came in second one night, third, fourth, and uh, like I said, we were getting close to the end there, and it's like, man, eh, we better. We better bring a gun to the gunfight. So that's when we switched over. Well, I understand there's going to be a, at least one of the big Ford uh, Crown Vicks in that class next year. Um, you're going to have the four-cylinder car there again? Well, we're kind of undecided what we got going on for next year. Uh, with with possibly this dirt racing, um, we're not sure what we're going to do yet. Uh-oh. We kind of need to have a team meeting. We might might even have it uh, might even have it tonight here and see what's going on. There right. we go. Uh, Ron, I, w- I want to get back to you here. Uh, I mean, we got two Hall of Famers here because Ron Allen actually was inducted into the uh, Michigan Motorsports uh, Hall of Fame, the class of uh, twenty twenty last year. As, as a matter of fact, how how big uh, how big of a thing was that for you, Ron? Oh, that that was absolutely huge. I mean. Uh, to be inducted and, and even be mentioned in the same sentence with all the guys that are in that Hall of Fame. I mean, those are the best of the best, the guys I looked up to, uh, something I never dreamed of when I started racing. When I heard that I was making it in and actually 2020, um, it, it just blew me away that, that here I am, you know, a guy that used to get in every wreck that there was, and now I'm, I'm into the Hall of Fame with you can't even list all the greats that are in there from Ed Howe to Seneca and Freddie Campbell and, and just on and on. I mean, to me, that that's just a top honor that you can get. Longevity has its place there. Yeah, it, it took me a while to figure it out. So I, I guess good thing I've stuck around this long. <laughs> Now you you've raced uh, against uh, some some memorable names, I'm sure. Who are who are some of the, your uh, favorite competitors that that you've raced against over the years? Oh man, you know, back in the day, there's a lot of good racers now. But back when you know, back in the '80s and '90s, you had Fair, Seneca, Coolman, um I Tim Ice. Um, yep. There were just so many. Freddie Campbell. I, to me, that was just the era of racing. 
you know, them guys were all great. And, uh, well, you better came to the racetrack prepared if you were going to run with them guys. Yep. <laughs> now, you had two wins uh, this year. Tell us, uh, tell us about your wins uh, that you got this year. Well, it, it was really funny. Uh, you know, we got them wins towards the end of the year. It, it's like something, something happened at the racetrack with three races to go. And it changed my whole attitude. It was like, all right, it's time to get to work and time to drive this race car. And in the last three races, we had uh, two wins in the feature, a second, two heat race wins, and a fast time qualifier. So it was good. I mean, I needed to kick in the butt. And they always say, don't, don't tick somebody off because it may come back and bite in the end. And it did, and it got me the championship. <laughs> so have you ticked people off in the past? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, no, somebody ticked me <laughs> off. Oh, I got gotcha, you, I got gotcha, you. Know, okay. I'd like to drive pretty, yeah. I, I, I like to say I'm a pretty clean driver. Um, when you drive me dirty sometimes, it just gets me fired up. And that's exactly what it did. And I went from 45 points behind with two races to go to winning the championship. I, I don't suppose you want to name any names. Nah, that's, that's okay. You know, it, uh, <laughs> you're, you're wise out there. You know. <laughs> He's got yeah, the experience. Correct but yeah, you know, the thing is, even back when I raced street stocks years ago for a car owner, Bill Mead, the big joke was he was always going to kick me off before I went out to race because I drove a lot better. <laughs> so that's what happened this year. Well, now everybody knows your secret, so everybody's going to be super nice to you next year. Yeah, I doubt that. I <laughs> Now, Jeff, uh, you also had uh, two wins as well. Tell us about your two wins this year. Well, um, I had a win at Flat Rock Speedway. Um, that was uh, with one of the enduro cars that uh, my son Kyle drives. You guys had him on a couple yep. weeks ago. He ended up winning the uh, enduro uh, championship there at Flat Rock, co-champion. Co and... Um, like I said, it was getting close to the championship. We were bad on real close with Steve Smith, and uh, I wanted to do, do good, so I, I hopped in that car and uh, won the one at uh, Flat Rock. And then on the championship night down at Toledo, we were only 10 points ahead of Steve Smith, and uh, we qualified good. We ended up... Uh, we ended up breaking the track record down there with, with the, uh, with the car really? and uh, we had a good heat race and was running good in the feature. We were running second and I was happy with second. We were going to win the championship and um, Randy Penn Jr. was leading and he kind of drifted up real big coming out of four with a couple laps to go. And I was like, Holy cow, he left a big hole open. I think I got to go for it. So I went for it and, um, uh, Ended up passing him for the lead with a couple laps to go and uh, ended up 
win the championship race and the championship. So that, that, that was pretty special. That's a big night. Definitely, definitely a good way to cap off the championship yeah, season. We, uh, absolutely. Uh, it, it was, it was, it was a good feeling. So now, I was glad to do that. Now we kind of touched on this a, a little bit. I know Ron asked you what your plans are for next year. It sounds like you may be having a meeting coming up after, uh, after, after the show here to discuss things. Any, any chance, uh, you go, uh, dirt racing, you're going to stick on the pavement or what, what are your options, I guess? Well, you know, like anything, it all depends on what kind of financial backing you're getting and how much money you got to spend with. And uh, right now, the dirt racing seems to be uh, a lot less expensive as far as tire-wise. With us guys on the asphalt, uh, buying tires every week gets really, really expensive. And with the dirt racing, you know, from what we've been talking to everybody, they're only buying, you know, two, three sets of tires a year where, you know, Ronnie can tell you this i mean when you're going asphalt racing i mean you're bolting on a new set of tires every night i mean every time i race my car it costs me 800 bucks a night and wow. it's pretty expensive yeah now so, was the uh, was the four yeah, cylinder was the four cylinder car as expensive on tires as uh absolutely as not uh we were running street street tires on that car oh and uh we, we had run them all year long but like I said, we weren't like, you know, we, we weren't in the hunt to win every night. I mean, we kind of got lucky, had a lot of good finishes, kind of survived a bunch of, uh, you know, crashes and stuff like that. And uh, so, yeah, that car was by far really cheap to run. But uh, once we uh, stepped up to the enduro car, the big V8 car, uh, you need to have some good tires on it every night. So it gets a little bit more expensive. So. Mm-hmm. That's kind of why we like the dirt racing. Um, you know, we ran a couple, we actually ran that four cylinder car a couple of times down there at Oakshade. Had a lot of fun. It was fun. And, you know, uh, got a little taste of that. And we're kind of liking it and having some fun. <laughs> All right. So you will be racing in some form or another next year. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, yeah. Ron, uh, what? Whether, uh, whether it be. Go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. Uh, whether it be down at Flat Rock for a little while, and then uh, my buddy Arnold, he he likes to race the street stock down at Flat Rock while it's nice and cool out. And when the weather starts getting hot, he likes to go play on his boat. So uh, he says uh, maybe instead of going playing on the boat, we'll go play some do some dirt racing. And... All right. Uh, Rhonda, before I ask what your plans are for, uh, for next season, Jamie Moore had a question here. How many features did, uh, Ron win? You were, you won two this year. How many have features have you won throughout your career going back to 1980? Do you remember? Can you count? Them uh, I, I think we're right about 140 feet feature races right now. Wow. That you won. That I won, yeah. Yeah, that's feature win. I don't think I've been in that many features just in them. That's because you're a rookie, Scott. <laughs> so so what What are your plans, Ron, for, for next year? Are you going to defend uh, or go for another late model sportsman track championship? Well, we don't have nothing set in stone yet. Just like Jeff said, it depends on the finances. Uh, we're actually looking at running uh, – the big street stock race up at Onaway 
and possibly running, if I can get a little help, running the Wheelman Series races at Sandusky. Really? That's so a good series, we got a lot Ron. of stuff in the works. What's that, Ron? I say that's a really good series, and uh, it, it's being promoted well. I, I hope that it uh, hangs around a long time. Yeah, I, I sort of been watching it from the background to see, and uh, you know what? Like Jeff told you, on the pavement, you have to put four tires a night on. So if you got to do that, you might as well go race where they're paying more money. Yep. Makes sense. So, um, so we might see you in some some different things. Any any chance we'll see Ron uh, race dirt? Has Ron ever raced dirt? And now I'm talking Ron in third person. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, yes, I I ran dirt in the mid '80s up at a Wasso Speedway in a Arca. It was called Arca Permatex Series back then, mm-hmm. and uh, we. Spun out qualifying, started dead last, and I think I ended up finishing seventh or eighth, which got me a ride in a Permatex car at Atlanta International. So I'd love to try dirt. I mean, it's fun. Okay. Come on, Ronnie. You're you're leaving out your your, your go-kart career down there at Palmyra. I caught you down there racing dirt. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's different. That's different. <laughs> but yeah, you know the the thing about the dirt is is it it is a lot of fun, you know. So and that's about where you need to be anymore racing. You have to have fun because it's expensive. Yeah, yeah, everything's getting more expensive. Do you guys uh, have problems getting tires, uh, the asphalt tires this year with the? Uh tire shortages or was that not an issue with the with the pavement jump in well, there ron uh yeah we, at, at the end of the year here they limited us to two tires per night compared to four mm-hmm. we could always get four but then they limited us to two at flat rock and at toledo but at the pri show the uh arca boot or not the arca boot the uh which is where you are now right jeff yep yep i'm at the hotel room over at PRI in Indianapolis. We were there all day today. And uh, the uh, Hoosier booth there, I was talking to the to the gentleman there that's representative for, for uh, um, that handles the Flat Rock Toledo Speedway uh, tire deal. And he says it's going to be the same thing this year as it was at the end of the year. Where uh, I've heard that shorter, uh, so. I've heard that things are not going to improve significantly in 22. That's basically what he said. He said it'll be at least 2023 before they're kind of hoping things get back to normal. But there's there's definitely still a shortage right now. Did he tell you about their employee shortage and some of those issues? Yes, yes. Um, I think I heard it from you guys on the show here that they had hired like 100 employees and like only five of them stuck around. Yeah. And he said, yeah, they're definitely having issues getting employees and – getting supply materials and uh, getting their inventory back up right. to where it needs to be for the next season. So, yeah, there's definitely going to be some issues next year. Yeah, we talked uh, about what were those Chinese tires that they're running in Australia? Yeah. Um, I wonder if that 
may come I don't into know. play next season to fill they, in the they gap. Ha- they have a, a dirt late model tire that uh, on the outside looks similar to a Hoosier. Uh, gosh, what was the name of that? I can't think of it. Something or another either. industry, too. Yeah. Anyway, well, if it comes right. to you. Yeah, I remember you guys talking about that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was last week or the week before. It's a few weeks ago. But, um, yeah. We asked this of all of our uh, champions. Uh, this is for, for both you guys here. Uh, and really, it's just between you two in a uh, race on tricycles. There you go. You've had some time to think about this, Jeff. So, <laughs> who's it going to be? We'll make it just down the just uh, down yeah. the the quarter mile uh, front stretch at, at Toledo Speedway. Who's gonna Who's gonna win that drag race well, in the tricycles? Well, you know, you know, Ronnie's a, Ronnie's a mailman. I don't know, Ronnie. Do you walk or ride in your mail? I walk. <laughs> so yeah, you, I, I walk my route every day. So, so you've got the legs. <laughs> okay, well then, see, he's got the advantage right there. He walks all day long. Yeah, yeah. So he's got the advantage. I, I put my money on Ron. So Ron's gonna, <laughs> Ron's gonna win that. All right. You're limited to one tire, though. You can only get one yeah. tire on that Ron, tricycle. Ron's got, he's a walk. You ever, you ever seen a guy? He, he's skinny as a rail. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, all that walking. All that walk. Uh, you guys want to want to shout out to uh, your uh, sponsors or, or folks that helped you around. You want to want to go first here? Yeah, you know I got to help uh, fast time racing engines and parts, and then uh, environmentals. You know, without our sponsors, you know we we just can't do it. And, and then, like I said, you know, long time helper Jamie Moore. Um, you know, he became my spotter this year and he really, he, he kept me going, you know, and he, he keeps racing fun. And then I got another guy, Jim and Mike that helped me, um, without these people, you know, I can't do it. I, I'm the one that gets to have a lot of the fun, but, uh, they also over here and they, they helped me do a lot of the work. (laughs) Uh, Jeff, what about you? Did we lose you? Uh-oh. Jeff froze. It's like Ron says, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the lucky guy behind the wheel. Oh, am I there? Yeah, yep, you, you're, you're, you're a little delayed. Go ahead. Okay. I got a lot of people to thank. Uh, my two older brothers, Rob and Dennis, that helped me get into this. Helped them for years, and they've helped me through the years. My brother, Chris, big part of my racing program. He's helped me since day one. I got my two boys, uh, Race and Kyle, that help me all the time. My good friend, Randy Gallagher. My good friend, Arnold Kirsch, helps me a lot. And uh, as far as sponsor-wise, a real good friend of mine, uh, Dave Rule, Dave Kensler, helped me out. And uh, my niece, Amanda, has been helping me out this year. She's coming to the racetrack, which she hasn't been for a while, but... She came out this year and helped. Uh, you know, it's always good to have a, a lady, a woman on the team, you know, bringing drinks and uh, snacks and stuff like that. So that's good. Hey, my and, crew uh, chief's my a woman. Randy Gallagher here. Mine too. <laughs> yeah. hey, there you go. Isn't that awesome? And, hey, and, of course, you always got to thank the wife. You know, she she puts up with a lot of hours out in the garage, not being home. And, 
you know, that always, oh, and I can't forget my grandson, Jacob. And uh, lately here, we've been doing a little YouTube channel, Wild Racing YouTube. And my, between my, my son, Kyle, and my grandson, uh, they do like reporting on our racing every week and they put it out on YouTube. And that's been kind of fun and it's been kind of growing and taking off a little bit. So uh, while racing, you know, uh, on YouTube. So um, let me see. I forget anybody. I think that's it. But uh, yeah, you know, obviously it's great to have a lot of help. So it's awesome. Cool. Any chance uh, we'll see either you guys at the hangover race on January 1st. It's in Dusky Speedway. That's a lot of fun. You know, I've always wanted to go there and watch. Um, well, if you're going to go there, you might as well bring a race car. I don't think you'll see me there. I'm not much of a cold weather guy, you know. I like <laughs> ah. to stay warm. What about you, Ron? I'm sorry I didn't hear the question. My phone didn't show him. <laughs> <laughs> Any chance that we'll see you at uh, Sandusky for the hangover race here in a couple of weeks? Uh, I don't know. I, uh, not with a car, that's for sure. I mean, I just, I quit doing that years ago. Um, so we may come hang out or I may go to that, I think it's Ohio Valley Auction. I've never been to that one. That's the first and second, but I don't know. If I don't have to work, you never know with the post office. <laughs> Well, my trailer will have heat if you're there. I'll be using it. Then. Good enough. You betcha. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, we're going to come down and, and root you on. Well, he sold his car. so One he's of gonna, them. Yeah, the, oh. the outlaw thing. Yeah. So you're going to be racing against your own car, aren't you? Yeah. But, you know, the last three years, uh, that's been kind of stuck in the garage. Oh, and we, we've run the late model with the sideboards. So, yeah, we'll be all right. All right. Well, uh, thank you, guys. A couple of Hall of Famers here, uh, track champions at uh, Toledo Speedway. We appreciate you uh, guys coming on and uh, talking to us tonight. Uh, well, thank, thank you. you My pleasure. I watch you guys all the time. We appreciate somebody job. watching appreciate us all the time. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. We'll, we'll see you. Thanks a lot. All right. See you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Thank you. Yep. There you go. Ron Allen and uh, Jeff Metapedigan. Woohoo! Nailed it. I'm working on saying that name. Now, if he's going to be running dirt, then I'm definitely going to have to get that oh, down boy. there. It's not fair, Gary Lindahl and uh, uh, these guys. They got uh, they got an advantage there. They've been saying his name a few times. So, uh, coming up, we have uh, tonight's how many your chance to win a uh, Big D's pizza, and uh, a lot of uh, racing news to cover here. Uh, a couple of Racing events, uh, a racing roundup from last weekend, the Gateway Dirt Nationals and yeah. the uh, Snowball Derby both going on. Um, Gateway Dirt Nationals, Tyler Carpenter, he uh, he won Thursday's preliminary. There was a little bit of controversy with that. that <laughs> Which but one? Not really with him, more so Ricky Thornton Jr.'s comments. I was going to play that, but there was – I think I might have had to tick the uh, the adult uh, thing for the podcast uh, – yeah, you'd have heard nothing but beeps. There's a lot of F-words uh, coming out there, and yeah. So, 
Yeah, he. Uh, he I was guess that. Joe Biden got a lot. Of, speaking of, I guess Joe Biden got a lot of coverage there too. Oh, I didn't hear that. I don't care yeah. about any political crap. All that stuff. Uh, whatever. So, anyways, uh, Tyler Carpenter ended up winning. Uh, the him, him uh, was it Brandon Shepard and Ricky Thornton? It was uh, the three of them. I think it was yeah. B. Shep. Uh, they were all three racing. I mean, they were three wide at one point. They were being held up behind a couple of uh, cars running at the tail end of the lead lap. Uh, that were running side by side. Carpenter uh, tried to stick his nose in the middle, and the one car on the outside kind of came down, clipped his rear end, and then came across in front of Ricky Thornton. And Thornton, that's uh, then Thornton went off yeah. on Carpenter, who went on to win that race, uh, saying that he was uh, crashing people. But I mean, I watched it a couple times. They were all hitting everybody. I mean, it was a full contact sport on that little track. Scott at 120 bucks a sheet. How much money do you think was spent on just aluminum there that weekend? Well, they probably wow. took it off and jumped on it and pounded it out. It was all right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, for for those of you that have been out of the loop for a while, um race car body panels have gone crazy this year on expense. Yeah. I might keep my holy Absolutely. I've been hearing that from a lot of racers. Miles Moose uh, was the winner Friday, uh, Friday's preliminary. This is in the uh, the late models. Uh, Rusty Schlenk was down there and competed on Friday, finished eighth. Uh, and then Tyler Carpenter won Saturday's main event, main event the uh, $30,000, and he gets the NASCAR Truck Series ride at Knoxville coming up on June 18th with uh, Nice Motorsports. Do you think he's going to have to undergo some sensitivity training before he runs a NASCAR race? I don't know. Um, they'll probably he'll be under a microscope. I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, they'll keep an eye on him. It'd be great to see a, a dirt guy wind up with with a with a good NASCAR ride, though. Yeah, we'll see if he can uh, keep it. Uh, but uh, as of <coughs> excuse me, as of right now, he's uh, in that race. Um, also, uh, the Midgets uh, were in action. They put on a pretty uh, decent show. They did. Jonathan Beeson uh, won Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Swept uh, all three nights. Modifieds, it was Nick Hoffman. Nick Hoffman, I guess, uh, accomplished the, I think I have this a little bit later on in my uh, my notes here, but I think Nick Hoffman uh, accomplished a first, uh, running all three classes, the Modifieds, the Midgets, and the Late Models, and podium finishes. All three. In all three, yeah. But uh, Hoffman won uh, the first night, Thursday night. Uh, Chase Allen was Friday night's uh, winner in the Modifieds, and Tyler Peterson won uh, Saturday's deal. So, cool stuff there. Snowball Derby, five flags. Chandler Smith picking up the win there. I guess, uh, according to uh, Jeff, he said that they have uh, his car on display. At the uh, PRI at, show. At PRI, yeah. So, apparently, he passed tech. Don't they tear the cars all apart oh for that? Oh, my gosh. No tech issues, though, I guess. They, so. they announced that they were taking the crankshaft out of the engine on the on the first-place car. Who has to put it back together? I don't know. I, I, I was, Is it worth winning <laughs> if they tear your car all apart? Uh, I would imagine that it's time for a freshen up. Um, also in action was the uh, Dry, Dry Dean uh, Extreme Dirt Car Series. Uh, Corey Hedgecock took the win Saturday at I-75 Speedway. Um, next up for that series, uh, they're off for the holidays, so they're not going to be back in action until January 15th at Lakeview Motor Speedway in South Carolina on January 15th, and then uh, the Frostbite 40 at Cherokee Speedway the next night, January 16th. 
Uh, got some racing news to cover here. First, uh, a couple more bills to pay. Dittman Motorsports, performance parts, custom bodies, fabrication, racing fuels, Hoosier tires, and more. Give Craig a call, 419-283-8580. He's got some Hoosier tires, too. At least he did last time yeah. I was out there. Um, and make sure to tell him uh, Hammerdown Racing Report sent you. And Ron Miller Race Cars, of course, 734-856-7223. Race cars, parts, safety equipment, service, everything a racer needs. Uh, send him a message during the show. Right? Yeah. Doing business during the show. It's all good. We'll bring the car out. Um, 9Z Zyder was the, the problem. Was that the car that was uh, going a lap down? James, I've seen the comments there. Oh, okay. I think, talking about uh, Thursday's uh, late model preliminary at the Gateway Dirt Nationals. Got some racing news here. This is I don't know if this is really breaking news anymore. Is this breaking news from Saturday, last Saturday? Enough. All right. Well, there we go. We just... Do the audio portion of the breaking news. The Oakshade Bomber class is no more. That's done. That's right. There, there will be no, no more bo- Oakshade Bombers. However, there will be the Dominator Super Stocks. Uh, the Oakshade Bombers class has been officially renamed. We've been talking about that for, for we have. And, often and on the past I few years. I think it was a great move on, yeah. on the part of, the, of Oakshade Raceway. Bentley Shaw and Dominator Race Products uh, picking up sponsorship there and uh, getting the name changed. So they will now be referred to as the Super Stocks. And uh, with that comes increased uh, payout for the A-Main winner, receiving yeah. uh, 250 bucks for a yeah. regular show. I wonder if it uh, is going to pay a little bit more all the way back. I'll bet it will. Uh, well, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never see the 250, but, uh, you know, if it trickles back, you I'm happy might, with that. You might. Maybe someday. So, uh, yeah. That's Co- a, that's a couple a of those nemesis of yours are, are moving on, so. Oh, yeah. Well. You might be the heir apparent. Running out of, I'm running out of excuses now. Uh, Hunter Johnson, uh, speaking of the Snowball Derby, uh, was tipped into the fence. Uh, check out this video. We got video of this uh, somewhere in one of these little tabs here. Uh, this happened Thursday night, I believe it was, in the preliminary event in the, um, what are they, the super trucks, sport trucks? I forget what they were classified. Some, some pro truck. truck. Pro truck feature. And this was like with uh, three, two, two or three laps left uh, that this happened. And uh, you'll see a few replays of this. Uh, so check this out. So if you need John your Hummel? racing fix, oh, oh. if you need your racing fix, hang in there. There you go. John Heil trying to sneak in and play. He's in the 96 machine right behind Hunter Johnson. Two to go. One mile remaining. Oh, contact. Oh, my. A terrible crash. A terrible, terrible crash. A terrifying accident. A couple of replays of it. and uh... I have never in my life seen anything like that. Watch this. Here it comes. The 52. Good Lord Almighty. Wow. So Hunter Johnson in that. That's terrifying. Was, uh, indeed it and was, we- tipped into the uh, the catch fence wall there uh, with head first with the, the top of the truck yeah. going into the, the wall. This is for our podcast uh, listeners that uh, don't get to see the video. I highly recommend going back uh, and checking out our Facebook Live video if you, if you are listening on the iHeartRadio or, or whatever and just getting the audio portion of At this. At about the 49-minute mark. There you go. So, uh, yeah, Hunter Johnson was tipped into the catch fence at Five, five Flags uh, last Thursday night. John Hale Heel, got into the uh, right rear. Uh, looked to be retaliatory to me because it looked like there might have been a little contact coming off of turn yeah. 
four, but also looked like Hill kind of got a little loose himself, and then he just came down into him and turned him right across in front of the other truck. Caught that, him in the right rear and sent him into the fence. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that any uh, penalties or anything came from that, but all drivers were able to walk away. However, Johnson later checked into the hospital after experiencing back pain on uh, Friday, the day after the crash. Uh, Johnson posted the following on his racing team's Facebook page, quote, Hey, everyone, I'm bruised up badly with a, and a broken teeth. Let me start over. Quote, uh, hey, everyone, I'm bruised up badly and a broken T3 vertebrae. Going going to be in a lot of pain for a bit, sadly, unquote. So didn't come out unscathed, but no. uh, still pretty scary accident there. That's really fortunate that that was all that was wrong. Yeah, we mentioned uh, Tyler Carpenter winning uh, the Thursday preliminary. Right. He uh, was penalized. I don't know what the penalty was. I didn't really say. I couldn't find that out. But he did not have uh, fireproof shoes on. I heard it was a grand. Is that what it was? That's it? That was what I heard. Okay. Uh, and apparently they didn't notice it until he was jumping on the roof of his car in Victory Lane. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I think somebody else noticed it. Um, I yeah, so you're supposed to have SFI-rated footwear. Yes, sir. And he did not. Well, maybe he can afford it now with his uh, $30,000 from Saturday's win. Yeah, probably somebody will step forward and sponsor him a pair of go. race shoes. Chase Elliott beat Tanner Faust to the finish line in his Nitro Rally Cross debut, but was later penalized for avoidable contact in the final turn. Did you see that? I didn't. It was uh, just the, the two cars and... Uh, it was a little questionable. I mean, he drove it in there hard. It was the final corner going for the win. He gets paid to win races. He didn't wreck him, but, I mean, he muscled his way past, and, and he took the checkered flag in his debut, and uh, they penalized him and said, nope, you, that was avoidable, so Tanner Faust is going to Did win. Did he finish second? Well, yeah, which was there was two tri or two vehicles. Okay. So that was it. And then uh, the next night, uh, I think there was eight, and he finished last Ooh. out of that. So I don't know. It uh, looks fun, though. Uh, for the fourth straight year, Elliott has been named the uh, National Motorsports Press Association's most popular driver. Since 1990, drivers named Elliott or Earnhardt have monopolized the award. Chase's father, Bill, won the honor a record 16 times with Dale Earnhardt Jr., a close second as a 15-time uh, most popular driver in uh, the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Justin Allgaier received the most popular driver award. And uh, former guest on the show, Haley Deegan, received the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series Most Popular Driver Award. All right. So congratulations to her. Got the Rumble in Fort Wayne coming up next weekend, the uh, 17th and the 18th. And uh, some of the names on the entry list uh, for that event includes, of course, uh, defending champion Tony Stewart. Um, some other names, Justin Peck, Matt Westfall, Austin Niemeyer, Cap Henry, uh, Kenny Schrader, Thomas Meserol, uh like it's going to be a, another uh, pretty big event, and it's going to be streaming. So some definitely, definitely some local racers there. So that'll make make it interesting to watch. Yeah. Uh, Sprint cars on ice announced the first Michigan race for uh, Saturday, February twenty sixth. Going to be on the East Bay of Houghton Lake, off of uh, Prudenville, Michigan. So if you want to do some sprint car racing on ice, uh, we talked to uh, what was his name? I can't remember his name now. Uh, does it up in uh, the New England area, right. sprint, car, uh, sprint Cars on Ice, and uh, talked with the uh, GLS uh, folks about doing 
that kind of thing here in Michigan, you know, with all the Great Lakes. And uh, so the first, they did a test. Was it last year they did the test? In 2020, yeah. I think they did the yeah. test. And uh, this is going to be the uh, the first official event, I do believe, up there. So pretty cool. Put some studs on your uh, tires and go race your sprint car on the ice. And I would if I had a sprint car. Maybe they need a late model class. We discussed that on that show, too. Did we? Oh, yeah. I don't know. This might be a little heavy. All right. Uh, Lucas Oil Raceway at Indianapolis has returned to its roots and rebranded itself as Lucas Oil Indianapolis Raceway Park. All right. Officials released uh, that statement uh, Wednesday morning, yesterday morning. The uh, name change marks a return to uh, the full Indianapolis Raceway Park moniker used from 1961 to 2005. The track has been named Lucas Oil Raceway in Indianapolis since 2011. I do like the uh, Indianapolis Raceway Park. I do, too. Because now I know what we're talking about. Lucas Oil. There's too many Lucas Oil raceways. There is. You got uh, the one in Wheatland, Missouri, the dirt track. Uh, the, the, it's IRP, man. There, yes, that was it. Indianapolis Raceway Park. I uh, mentioned the, uh, here we go, some more breaking news. The uh, USMP Summer Nationals returns to its previous format where all races count toward the overall points to determine the winner on July 23rd. Uh, where Merritt Speedway will host the finale. Once again, they hosted it last year. Um, and last year, the uh, points were a little bit different where they, it was kind of, uh, yeah. I think they took like the it was na- It was NASCAR-ish, Scott. Yeah, it was, uh, but I think it was more, I don't remember exactly, but I thought it was uh, they take like your top 20 best finishes or something yeah. like that. It was some formula like that. But this in last year, actually the last two years, they've had a break in the middle Right. Uh, so it's kind of been broken up this year. It's back to the uh, format. Uh, I think it's the like real grind. Five or six weeks, though. It's a, it's a long haul, but yeah. uh, a lot of races. I think it was about 40 races, something like that. But, uh, yeah, the World of Outlaws is going to be back in action with them. That They haven't done that since uh, 2019. They're going to join the action at uh, Federated Auto Parts Raceway at I-55 on June 24th and 25th. Uh, it's the first time, yeah, since uh, 2019, the uh, – Matchup with the World of Outlaws has happened. And uh, the tour will start June 14th at Kankakee. And Wayne County, Wayne County Speedway, will host its first summer nationals event on Sunday, July 17th, the day after the uh, Oakshade Raceway birthday race. So that's your yeah. big uh, hell tour news. And the um, uh, the Modifieds, I think, are, are with them. And they go another week or so. I thought I had that in there. Apparently, I, I didn't, didn't put that on. Yeah, they finish up 29th and 30th, I believe, of uh, July. So kind of like it was before for them. Uh, one other uh, bit of uh, news here. Uh, Larry Kingsey Jr. will be piloting the Jerry Powell number 21 entry for the uh, Little 500. Ooh. And will be running the uh, 500 series. That's really cool. Yeah, I saw that uh, just this afternoon. As a matter of fact, uh, they put out King Seed Racing put out a press well, release. Congratulations so. on that! Yeah, uh, you may recall he picked up his uh, first win at uh, Fremont, right? This year, so Larry King Seed Jr. getting out there. He was our guest uh, a couple years ago when we did the live show at um, Big D's Pizza. Was that right. wait? Was that this year? That was this year. Why does that seem like so long ago? I thought it was last year. <laughs> we just need more pizza, yeah. Scott. I know we need to do that again. 
anymore. Not, speak, not right of, now, though. Well, speaking of pizza, it's time for this week's How Many. Uh, last week's How Many was how many awards would remain unclaimed at the Oakshade Award Banquet? And uh, do you know how many were, were left up there in the tables? I do. It was a good number. Four? No. How many? What's the number on my car? 18. <laughs> so there were eight left. Eight awards were unclaimed, so that was the correct answer. And who guessed number eight? Uh, nobody. Really? You guessed nine, so you were closest. Ooh, ooh, baby. I think I guessed, I, my guess was higher than that. I think yeah. I said like 11 or 12. Um, and our uh, show winner, who uh, gets a, or a listener that uh, won, who gets a Big D's pizza, Jackie Ulam. There Picked were, eight, the, exactly, on the nose. Scott, there were a couple of, of awards that were picked up um, by proxy. and uh, Yeah, those, those are okay. Those, those were okay, huh? Those, those, I, I said, how many would be left on the tables? Okay. That's what I was going for, because I figured there'd be some picked up by proxy. Okay, well, fine. Well, you won. What are you complaining about? Well, you just didn't want you to win. Well, I didn't. So. <laughs> uh, this week's how many? Uh, listen close. This one's a little complicated. Okay. It's not really that complicated, but the uh, timing of it is. How many total comments on this episode of the Hammerdown Racing Report will there be uh, on Facebook and YouTube by 8 p.m. on Sunday? Because you Ooh. can, you people can uh, can leave comments. Then they watch it uh, not live pre-recorded and they still comment on it yeah so you can put your guess in now or you could wait because the cutoff is going to be 7 p.m on saturday or sunday excuse me sunday 8 p.m sunday is uh that'll be determining how many comments but you can put your last guess in at 7 p.m on sunday so there's that hour between seven and eight where you can just put in a bunch of comments and uh, kind of make things happen or screw things up or, or not. And you only get to guess once. So if you already put in your guess, you're locked in. So Chad, Doug, Dean, Charlie, you guys are all locked in at uh, at those numbers. If you guess more than once, you will be black flagged. Yep, black flag still yep, back there. Yeah, it's still there. <laughs> Thanks to the uh, uh, Vintage American Race Cars for our flag set again. So, yeah. There you have it. So, again, how many total comments on this episode will there be? And it's not just Facebook. I'm going to add up uh, the Facebook and YouTube. Here's a hint. We don't get many comments on YouTube. Most of them are on Facebook. So, by 8 p.m. on Sunday. So, that'll be the cut. Any comments made after 8 p.m. on Sunday will not count. So, and again, you have until 7 p.m. on Sunday to make your guess. And you do so by just putting a number in the comments of our Facebook Live or, or our YouTube. We'll count that, too. And uh, you'll be uh, entered to win a Big D's pizza. So, Ron, you uh, you won. What do you got? 35. I think we have more than that already, but okay. So, I'll say, if I say 36, that's just too easy. So, I'm going to go with uh, 70. I'm going to double. Ooh. I'm going to double your 35. Ooh. And I figured you'd go with something with an eight in it. I thought about it, but uh, we're sticking with 35, so that's cool. Um, yeah. So, again, you have until Sunday at 7 p.m. to get your 
guess in. Uh that's about it for uh, this edition of the Hammerdown Racing Report. Uh, coming up January 1st, we do have the hangover race at Sandusky Speedway. Uh, they did a show, Chris and uh, Doug, on Tuesday. It looks like the rules are the same as uh, right. they were for last year. So still no sprint car rings, wings uh, allowed on the moonshine stuff. Right. And uh, two-barrel or unhook your uh, four-barrel, unhook uh, the whatever. But didn't some of the cars last year... Have sprint car wings in the moonshine class? Not last year, no. Okay. No. Because if they did, I would have had one on. Because I have a sprint car wing. If anybody needs a sprint car wing, I have one. Uh, apparently, I can't use it. But I may run with the champagne stocks this year as well. But right. I, that, that, You might as well. Yeah. We'll see. But they uh, for the moonshine stock, they do allow the uh, two by four. Two foot by four foot. Yep. Little uh, sideboard kind of or, thing. Or in Scott Hammer's case, two inch by four inch. Everybody else can have two foot by four foot. Yeah, whatever. You've just been going too fast lately, Scott. I don't think so. Um, coming up, uh, speaking of uh, Sandusky, don't forget that cool uh, race they have, the spring cavalcade. Right. We haven't talked much about that. It is now going to be the Fremont Dirt Trucks versus the Oakshade Super Stocks. Dominator Super Stocks. Yeah, Oakshade Dominator Super Stocks. Uh, the two-barrel carburetor rule will apply for, for that right. event, I believe, still. Uh, there may be some clarifica- clarification on that. But uh, also on that show is the uh, UMP Dirt Late Models will be running on the asphalt. Right. That's uh, the 9th and 10th, I believe, of April. Right. So I'm sure we'll talk more about that once uh, we get closer to that event. Coming up next week on the show, we're going to talk to the uh, Limeland Speedway champs. Yeah. For uh, 2021. And then uh, the following week, we were debating whether or not to do a show on the um, 23rd. 23rd of December. But uh, we're opting to do it. We're going to do it. Everybody's okay. going to be eating their holiday pizza from Big D's Pizza. I don't know what that looks like, but I'm sure Big D will, or uh, Dean will come up with something. Uh, so the 23rd will uh, be our last live show of the year. And we're going to have the Sandusky champions on and uh, probably do a little preview for the Sandusky show. So we only got three more shows left this year. Lima Land next week, Sandusky in two weeks, and then we're going to have a best-of show uh, on that Thursday in between uh, Christmas and New Year's. Right. Because everybody's going to be busy working on their race cars. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Thanks again to all our sponsors. Uh, Oakshade Raceway, our presenting sponsor once again, and uh, they've locked in uh, a the first part of next year for that oh, as right. well. <laughs> uh, Big D's Pizza, Ron Miller Race Cars, Freeze Frame Photos, Dipman Motorsports. That's going to do it for this edition of the Hammer Down Racing Report. Thanks again to our uh, guest tonight. And if you'd like to be part of the show, feel free to get a hold of us. Get a hold of Ron. What? Get a hold of you. Yeah. And you can get a hold of me too. Uh, either way. So next week, Lima Land Champions. We'll see you back here, 7 o'clock. Uh, Facebook Live, Twitter Live. I don't know if that's what it's called. YouTube. Yeah. Live. It is called that. Yeah. So, we're out. I'm just kind of stalling while I look for the button here. Okay, bye! (laughs) See ya! See y'all next week. You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report. Available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. 
Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.